Hey, mama. So memberships have become huge in the online space. So many entrepreneurs are adding them to their businesses as a way to support more clients at once. But how do you create a successful membership? Well, today I sit down to chat with the queen of memberships herself, Tabitha Crocker. And we talk all about how to create a profitable business through a membership model. Tabitha is a membership coach and founder of Present Profitable Mom, and she is obsessed with the membership model. She's also a podcaster with a BA in psychology and a master's in business, raising her kiddos with her husband in Alaska. This was such a great conversation with Tabitha, and she brought so much value and gave such great insight into how to successfully create a membership. I know you are going to gain a lot from this episode, so please go grab a notebook and pen to take notes. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, today on the Momature Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Tabitha Crocker, And we're going to be talking all about memberships and adding a membership model to your business as a busy mompreneur. So Tabitha, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. If you can please tell us about who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Thank you so much for having me. I am Tabitha Crocker. I'm the founder of Present Profitable Mom, and I am a membership coach. So I help mom entrepreneurs specifically turn what you know, love, and do into a thriving membership so that you can have reoccurring revenue in your business and plenty of time for joy with your family. I just love this model, especially for moms, because we can both leverage our time, but then also really get that community that we crave so much that's kind of hard to get in our day-to-day life a lot of times. You know, we're busy with kids and family stuff and then busy with business stuff. And for me personally, if I don't get any of my like social connections, you know, those needs met through my business, it's kind of hard to get them in the day-to-day. So I love memberships for that. I have a five-year-old daughter, a seven-year-old son, and my husband and I are raising our kids here in Alaska. And I I personally have had a really long winding experience as an entrepreneur. I've been in the online space for seven years. So I feel like I have tried all the things 
And then I, I actually had a coach who had mentioned memberships and I was like, no way, like hard stop. That's way too much content, not interested at all. And then I was kind of like, well, it is the one thing I haven't tried yet. So I did. And I just was shocked because my background in my business is kind of around productivity. And I was like, wow, this doesn't have to be a ton of content. I mean, there are some memberships that are, but there are so many different cool things that you can do with your membership where it doesn't take a ton of your time to create a ton of content. Wow. So this has me even more excited to talk about this topic and find out more about your journey to like starting your own membership and get into like membership coaching and everything. And also, I love that you live in Alaska. I saw some of the pictures you posted on your Instagram and oh my gosh, it's beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is. But also it was snowing like crazy yesterday. And I'm like, hello, it's supposed to be spring. My kids are like (laughs) confused. They're like, at school, they're telling us it's spring, but it looks like winter. And I'm like, that's kind of what spring looks like here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So let's get into our topic. So tell us what is a membership model and what does that look like in the online space? So I believe a membership model, like the ultimate membership model, really has what I call the three C's of a membership. So content is one of those pieces, but then there also needs to be coaching and community. And I believe that the membership model is really a hybrid. So, you know, on one side, you have the done for you model of people you pay to do things for you. And then you have the DIY model on the other side. And I feel like membership is an incredible opportunity to really like a done with you model. So you have the content that you need, like you would need for DIY. But sometimes when you're DIYing something, you're like, but what's the next step? Like, does this actually work for me? Like, but I'm different though. How do I customize this for me? And so then when you add that coaching in, you've got that done with you. And then also the accountability to do it with. I don't know if you're anything like me, but it is hard to do something completely on my own with no Mm -hmm. accountability to actually take action. And even like digital courses online, they like (laughs) the completion rate is abysmal. I mean, it's something like less than 10% of people who buy online courses finish them. And that was kind of my experience because I also tried creating digital courses and I'm an Enneagram too. So I love helping people. And that's really what motivates me. And if I create a course and I have no idea if someone even finished it, much less applied what I taught them, it's very demotivating. Like I'm not going to keep doing that. And so then you bring that content in with the membership model where you have that coaching to be like, okay, this is what you need. Build in some accountability layers and then also have that community because when you're working on your own, there's just, I mean, there's always so much self-doubt, it seems like. But when you're on your own, that can really creep in. You're like, well, maybe that just isn't for me. That's not going to work for me. But when you're in a community around whatever that niche or topic is that you're needing help with, you're just like, oh, okay, it really is possible. Okay, like this person has an even more difficult situation and they're doing it. Or this person just a couple steps ahead and people really help each other, you know, like, Mm -hmm. especially as moms, like, I can't tell you the number of like times that people are like, oh, you know, my kid's sick, home from school, and just all of these things that really kind of mess with our plan and our day and our intentions. But in, in mom life, the flexibility is the name of the game. You've got to be able to keep on going 
no matter what's going on. But I think that community really helps us with that. And so I'm talking about this almost kind of twofold, like the benefits that you get personally as being part of a a membership, a community with coaching and content, but then also whatever it is that you share with the world, whatever you do in love, how you can create this for your audience and for your members. I love that a lot. And it's so funny that you brought up with the um, courses. I am notorious for buying a course and not completing it. And even though they add in that Facebook, you know, community component, it still doesn't motivate me to finish it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious, like when it comes to a membership model, when I I think you kind of, you did touch on it. I think adding in that coaching piece because you don't really get that with the course, even with like the Facebook community, you don't really get coaching. And sometimes they'll do like the monthly calls, but it's still not quite enough. Like you can get lost in all of it, especially like when it comes to courses, so many people may purchase a course and they join for that, you know, monthly call. And it's like, oh, how am I going to get my specific question answered and everything? So I love that you brought that up. Like that really kind of differentiates the membership model in that you get that coaching piece as well. So I would love to learn more about like how you got into, you know, starting a membership. Like I know you shared a little bit, but tell us more about your membership and how you got started with this approach to running your business in this way. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, I really literally felt like it was the one thing I hadn't tried. And I had a lot of resistance to it at first because I just thought it was going to be a crazy amount of content. And I'm like, we all struggle to keep up with the content machine as it is, I feel like. Um, But I was like, you know, we'll just try it. And I kind of realized something that I had learned over time was that you can start really with nothing. You know, I always used to try to, oh, I've got to, excuse me, I've got to finish this course and then I can sell it. Well, yes, before you sell it, but you can also do this whole idea of pre-selling. Like, do people even want what this thing is? So that was literally how I started my membership. But I was like, okay, I have an email list. I'm trying to remember what it was at the time. If it was like a thousand... I think maybe a thousand people on my email list. So I know like when you're first starting a thousand sounds like a lot, but oh my gosh, a thousand is not very much (laughs) in the online space. I mean, (laughs) some people have tens of hundreds of thousands of people on their email list. So about a thousand people on my email list. I've also pretty small following on um, Instagram and I don't really do a lot on Facebook, but um, I launched it once and I had 20 founding members and I told them, I was like, okay, we're doing this as the founding member rate. There is literally nothing in the membership yet. (laughs) I will be creating it as I go because I just wanted to see like, does anyone even want this thing? And then when 20 people raised their hand again from like a really pretty small audience, I was like, wow, okay, awesome. So then I created the content. I have a live Q&A to help. It is once a month to help people kind of get through whatever their challenges are. And then another thing that I really love that we do is we have a planning party every month because Mm. it is so easy to be like, oh, just, I mean, productivity is a little 
simpler and like, okay, I can take this and apply it. But I mean, if you're working on something like a project and mine is productivity for moms who are entrepreneurs. So helping them plan what they're going to do the next month and the next quarter, and then apply those productivity strategies is going to help them take action so much faster and better than just like throwing a bunch of strategy at them without helping them plan out the goals that they're working toward to apply the strategies to. So um, that's just something to keep in mind that I recommend for a lot of my membership success accelerator clients who are building their own memberships. Like, Make sure that you help people plan so that they can create these things and use the information that you're giving them. And another piece of that is that I have an automated form that I send to them every week to check in. Mm -hmm. So if someone's needing help, I can reach out and help them with what they need help with. And we also do have a Facebook community. And to your point, there are definitely a lot of Facebook communities that have super low engagement. But I think some people feel like, oh, well, you know, my Facebook community is terrible. So obviously, I'd be terrible at a membership. But that's really not the case. There is a lot that you can do to get people more engaged. And it's very intentional. People don't just engage on their own. Like there's a whole like psychology component behind that. So if you feel that way, if you feel like I've had a Facebook group, but you know, it just like flopped, no one ever engages. So I wouldn't be good at a membership. Like I would challenge you in that. And there are some other things that you can try around boosting your engagement, especially when it's coupled with this coaching and some planning and these live Q&A type pieces. Mm, I love that. And kind of the follow up on that a little bit. So I know Facebook groups are really big, but do you have any experience with things like Mighty Networks, Heartbeat or anything like that, like building your membership on those platforms? Yes. So uh, not personally, but I've worked with a, a few clients who have. And Mighty Networks was a popular one at first, but there were some hangups around that where that was not the favorite, but actually Heartbeat. And it's funny that you mentioned that specifically because I feel like a lot of people don't know about Heartbeat because it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. But that has been a favorite because the online community element of that platform looks very similar to Facebook. So people are used to that kind of look and feel, but then it also gets you off of Facebook so that you're not so distracted. And Facebook groups, again, they're kind of like, there's pros and cons, right? If someone's logging into Facebook anyway, they're, they might see your group you know, your community content. But then the con is that they're also seeing goodness knows what else. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it is nice if you can get people off of that platform and onto your membership platform where they can focus on consuming the content and have that community feel. And there's a lot of plug and play. And that's another, I think, misconception about memberships is that people think like, okay, I'm going to have to like get this WordPress plugin for my website and I'm going to have to like hire a coder to, you know, figure out how to upload all of these modules. And oh my gosh, no, like, I mean, Heartbeat right now, I think is 30 bucks a month, you know, and it's all like done for you. Plug and play. I personally use Member Vault, which Mm. ironically does not actually have a community component. So I do use a Facebook group for my membership. But um, for my higher level memberships, I also include Voxer, which is Mm. a a kind of a walkie talkie app that people are kind of familiar with. It's, um, It's almost like being able to text people like that 
just, you know, in real time, but you're separate from your personal texts. So you're Mm -hmm. not flooding your day to day. So I love that for clients that I'm working with in my higher, higher level memberships. And which actually brings me to another point is that people assume memberships are just low ticket. And they certainly can be, but you also can have different tiers. Like I would argue masterminds are really popular and that is the type of membership, really. I mean, very often it has a start and finish, but everyone's coming in at a different point. And very often you're not walking through a very specific uh, program like like you would in like a group coaching program. Like, okay, today we're all going through module one. So I would argue that, yeah, mastermind is a high ticket membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like Heartbeat. I've been part of a couple of memberships and they have it on Heartbeat. And it was nice because when I went on it, I just focused on that content for that Mm -hmm. membership. And I think one of the parts I don't like about Facebook is like now you have to make sure you have the notifications on for, you know, the different groups. If you want to see like the new content on there and everything, if not, it's going to be like days have passed and then it shows up in your feed and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you for like sharing like the differences and everything about those different platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would you say are the pros and cons of creating an online business that follows a membership model? Yes. So the pros are a huge one is the reoccurring revenue. I mean, in business, one of the hardest parts, generally speaking, is making the sale. And so very often, like my experience when I did digital courses, when I did coaching when I did group coaching was that working so hard to make a sale and it, oh, amazing, made a sale. But then you're like back to square one. And with a membership, you make a sale and it's literally on repeat every month, which is amazing. And that helps you build your business so much faster. And of course, there is churn rate. So it's not like in perpetuity for all eternity, but um, it's going to be, even if someone literally joined your membership for two months, you got paid twice instead of once, which it would have been (laughs) once for sure with a digital course or anything else. So love the reoccurring revenue, sell once, make money on repeat, low overhead. Like some of these things can be so expensive to get started. Um, Even if you're doing like a digital course, you're paying for different platforms, if you're trying to do Facebook ads and all of those things, but the membership is going to, you can literally get started for free. You know, um, you could have your email platform, you can have, there are some free versions of the membership platforms, and then, you know, anything that you would need, like Zoom, um, all those pieces. I mean, Zoom, I think you can only have like three people on it for free, but um, and then those things that when you do pay for the monthly fees, they're pretty cheap. I mean, I think Zoom is like 10, 10 bucks, 10, 15 bucks a month and things yeah, like it's that. Pretty so it's cheap. <laughs> super cheap. And the other thing that's cool about that is, you know, when you're, your expenses as an entrepreneur come every month. So it's really nice when your income comes every month too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I was first getting started, that was one of the hardest things is that you just have all of these expenses every month and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not making any money yet. So a membership really helps you out. And that's that's another thing too that I think people are like, oh, a membership is for someone who has a huge audience. And certainly they can create a much bigger membership much faster if they have a big audience. But with a small audience, still a great way to get started, which is another pro is that I like that you get really good feedback. Because when you are 
excuse me, when you're building out like a digital course, for example, you can do all this market research, but it's very hypothetical. Like, oh, would you buy this course? And someone's like, yeah, I would. But did they actually buy your course when you (laughs) sold it? Maybe not. So when you have people who are in your membership, even just a couple of people when you're getting started, you get that market research from someone who literally has bought from you. You're like, hey guys, what content do you want next month? And then they like literally inform the content that you create. So you don't have to decide and you know that you're literally giving them what they want because you asked them. And I think that sometimes these people with really big businesses give advice around the perspective of, well, I just have this massive audience. So just send a poll and see what people are thinking. And I'm like, if you're small starting out, like just ask the few people who follow you. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) we don't have to send a poll, like just talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a membership really facilitates that conversation. Again, even if you just have a couple of people starting out, then you know that those are your ideal members and you just need to find more people like that. And you can continue to create content that those people actually want and they're going to use. And then um, another thing that's really cool about the membership, I've already mentioned how it saves you time because you're doing like a group coaching live Q&A versus one-on-one. That was something that I found when I was doing coaching, like just the one-on-one like sapped all of my time very quickly. I mean, an hour for every client that really digs into your week. And so um, I like to work 5 to 7 a.m., two hours in the morning before my kids wake up. We're recording this at 5.30 a.m. Alaska time right now. <laughs> um, so my kids are, knock on wood, I hope I'm not jinxing it, sleeping. And so that's when I like to do my work. And so and that's 10 hours a week. And I certainly work more than 10 hours a week sometimes. But I need a model that that suits that. I can do my work, you know, in the morning before my kids wake. And, um, you know, I could only take, I mean not very many coaching calls in that amount of time if I'm going to do podcast interviews and other things too. And so let me think other pros, like you just, I know another thing that's really cool is that when you create this super tight knit community, people help each other. So people in the membership get massive benefit from being in the membership that isn't like literally requires zero of your time. Like there are so many people in my membership who've literally become like biz besties and they support each other 100% and they like stay because that's where they met and their friends are there. And it's just like really fun that everyone has a lot of common core values. You know, we're moms. So if we hop on a Zoom call and someone's like breastfeeding their baby, like no one thinks anything of it. It's like a very comfortable vibe versus, you know, showing up somewhere where there's like maybe a young guy and you're like, um, I'm not going to turn my camera on because I don't want to yeah. make him feel uncomfortable <laughs> and things like that. Um, so you can really cultivate that tight knit community based on whatever your personal values are. Um, and some cons. So you have to be super intentional because it is easy to like over promise and try to do too much. And especially when you want to help people. And this is something I actually see with my clients a lot that it less really is more. And so people just want to like download their brain and give everyone everything all at once. And that's, that's not going to help them. Like, and then it's also not going to help you because you're like, Oh my gosh, I need to record like five masterclasses today for, you know, my membership this month. Or, you know, some memberships I've seen, like one that I'm in, she has email templates and she has hundreds of email templates. Are you talking about Liz? I am. I love it. I just joined it. (laughs) 
phenomenal. Yes, yes. she's actually on my <laughs> podcast soon. I can't wait to dive oh, into cool. it. Oh, cool. Yes. But, so it's amazing for her because she used to be a copywriter. So she mm-hmm. probably literally had already had most of those email templates. But then if someone's in a membership like that and they're like, oh my gosh, like how do you do that for $9 a month? Um, but that doesn't have to be your membership model. If that doesn't make sense for you, like that makes perfect sense for her, but don't let that discourage you where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to create all of this content like other people have. Um, so yeah, just being really intentional uh, with how you want to design your membership so that you you can really keep up with what you are creating Um, what you're promising, I guess. And then also just really maintaining a positive and engaging community. You know, you want people to want to be there. And I think a lot of people get discouraged by this because they feel like they're trying to provide value, but people aren't engaging. But a lot of it really looks like serving first and really talking to people. Like, it's so funny. Again, I think it's this narrative we get from like the really big names where they're like, do polls and like, just talk to people, like message people like, Hey, like, what do you want? What's working? Like there's like, especially when you're first starting out, like reach out personally and then leading by example, you know, you practice what you preach. Like so often I see that, you know, even people, they'll like sell templates for something that they don't even use in their business, you know, like you don't even use what you're, I mean, like my, literally my, my accelerator, I go into that file that I have for all the tools and resources for my clients. And I pull that out. Like when I'm about to do a launch, I'm like, oh yeah. Cause I know that's like the best updated version. And I start with my own templates. Like I really use those things. So, um, I think that just making sure that you are, you know, leading by example and people see you really using the things that you help them with, and they're going to be more excited and energized to use those resources that you've created for them. But if you're not, that can definitely be a con. Yeah. So there are a couple of things I want to touch on that you um, mentioned. So I love that you brought up that you don't have to have a large audience to get started. And I feel like a lot of times we feel that pressure like, oh, I need to grow my audience first to do literally anything in your Mm -hmm. business. Um, And I see this a lot with people when it comes to podcasting. And I'm like, no, you actually can use your podcast to grow your audience. And I feel like you (laughs) can do that with the membership model as well. Like you said, even if you get just two people in there and you're providing that much value, they're going to tell other people about this amazing membership that Mm -hmm. they're part of. So don't feel like you have to have like all these people following you, this huge email list, just get started with that. And then the other thing that you brought up too about the engagement piece, I, I see this a lot where people are like, no one's engaging on my post. No one's engaging. But I promise you, people are reading it. They may not comment or say anything. Mm-hmm. And and I see this happen with me a lot as well. Like they may not comment or say anything, but I'll get that random DM thanking me for, you know, saying this or how this really resonated with them. So just know that people are watching, but I think a lot of times they're just waiting to see if you're going to be consistent. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of times they're not going to invest in the very beginning because they're like, uh, is this person going to continue showing up six months from now? So you want to make sure that you're being consistent. So like with your membership, continue bringing that value, even if it's crickets. You know, still continue and everything. So I love that you brought up those two pieces. 
Yes, absolutely. I cannot tell you the number of times where someone like uh, will be in my membership and I literally like don't hear from them. Like I'll send them a personal message. Like mm-hmm. I me- mentioned, like personally reaching out to them, like how's everything going? And they won't respond. And then like later, just like out of the blue, they're like, oh, I love your cut. I'm like, literally had no idea you were there. Like <laughs> yeah. you were not even like was starting to worry that maybe like you didn't know this was on your credit card every month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That people are there. You just have to keep doing it. It's like that. Oh my gosh, I'll try to tell this story, but I feel like I always slaughter it. I need to, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my storytelling skills. Okay. So if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about a melting ice cube. And it's something like, it literally looks like the ice cube is not melting for most of the time. And then it hits a critical point and it melts very quickly. But you have to have that period of time where it looks like nothing is happening before mm. you can get to the ice cube melting fast. And sometimes it feels that way with your membership or let's just be honest, like business in general. And so you have to commit to yourself to being consistent, which honestly, having a membership helps me be consistent because I'm like, well, I better plan my next month because I can't host this planning party. And then I'm like, yeah, you guys go plan. And they're like, wait, but wait, you usually give us examples of what you're doing next month. Oh, well, I didn't have time to plan. Like, no, that's not going to work. I have to plan my whole month before I can hop on a planning party and help my membership plan their whole month. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay. So there are many types of memberships out there and it seems like now everyone in the online space is creating a membership. So how do we decide on the best type of membership for our businesses and really like focusing on like, how do we choose a niche or something that really allows our membership to stand out from others? Yes, it's a very good question. Um, without like something very specific, I can get, give kind of some broad ideas. So um, oh, like can I mentioned- I give an example that you could- So like yeah, for, yeah, so for me as a podcast strategist and producer, tell me what I can do. <laughs> yes. So I actually have a client who has created a membership around- podcasting. And so for podcast producer, would you help people then produce their podcast would be the idea of your membership? Um, So I actually was thinking like one of the things I see come up a lot is that people really get get stuck on the type of content to create for their podcast. So Mm -hmm. looking at like supporting them with that. Okay, cool. So this is something where I think, um, As I mentioned earlier, those three C's are going to be super helpful, the content and especially the coaching for helping people figure out what's going to fit best for them. And then there's always a community component for podcasting, right? Like you'd be on my show, I'll be on your show, like amazing, Mm -hmm. always so good. Um, And something that I think is really going to help your people is to be able to have a planning kind of a like, how do you, what's your process for Mm -hmm. figuring that out for yourself and really building out some sort of framework where you could help a group of people kind of like a co-working session, or you guide them through like a done with you session where they can figure out what their plan is for the next month or however far out you are planning. Mm -hmm. And then they can take that and they have that plan. And then anything that you can support do to support them in 
creating that or not creating, sorry, executing that plan. So how could you make some digestible, like short, (laughs) short and sweet, super digestible content that's also super actionable. So everything that I create in my membership always has action items at the end, because I think that's something that gets that easily gets lost. I mean, like you can Google for hours and you're like, okay, I learned how to do all these things, but what do I actually do to take action on what I've learned? So I think that that planning and then that knowing what the action step is and then some level of accountability to do the thing. I mean, that alone is going to be super helpful. And then making sure that kind of just you make it really clear what your kind of core values are so that you have this common, I think that's having that common background with people, like just like, a, a, for example, us both being moms and entrepreneurs, like that's going to make us fast friends. Like we're so much more connected because like we instantly, we like know each other, even though we don't know each other super yeah. well, just because we have that in common. And so just really connecting to what those core values are that someone's experiencing with podcasting and you know those things that are maybe challenging them and really helping them through all of those pieces. I love that. Um, yeah, I love that a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. you. Your membership. <laughs> um, you know, it's I honestly I hadn't even thought about it until like cup like leading up to your interview. Like I really started awesome. uh, thinking about it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yes, yes. Awesome. Right. Well, obviously, I think it's so fun. And I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some, like, if there's something like, if something's a one-off, one-time thing, then it's probably not the best fit for a membership. Like that's either, you know, you commit to the investment of paying someone to do it for you, or you commit to the time and energy of figuring it out yourself. But um, if you want someone to do something with you, like it's something that's usually more of an ongoing thing, like hopefully your podcast makes it you know, past that, what is it? The dreaded seventh episode. Most podcasts yes. don't make it past the seventh episode. Yes, don't become a pod fade. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you don't want pod fades. So you want to be part of an um, awesome membership where you have that encouragement, that accountability. You see, like I, I don't know how many podcast episodes you have right now, but I'm sure it's quite a few. So then they yeah. look to you and they're like, "Look at her, she's doing it, and she's a mom." Like we know she doesn't have a lot of time, but she's making it a priority, and she's having all these wins, and that is going to inspire people and keep them going, like more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually coming up on 50th episode, which is so wild to me. (laughs) Congratulations. Awesome. So speaking of podcasting, you have an amazing podcast. And so this is something new I'm doing on the podcast for my guests who have a show. And so I would love to know like how you are or how has your podcast One, is it connected to your business, but how has it impacted your business? And the reason why I like to ask that is because a lot of times, like when my clients come to me, they have this amazing idea for a podcast, but has no connection to their business. And it's like, well, it's a passion project and it's not going to help you achieve your goals. And so, especially because I work with moms, I want them to see like, what are the benefits of having a podcast that's connected to your business? So if you would mind sharing anything related to that, we would love to hear it. 
Yes. So I just started my podcast in November, 2022. And so my podcast is Present Profitable Mom. And so I really weave in how you can be profitable, where I talk about memberships, but then I bring on lots of guests who share about, oh my gosh, just pretty much everything that you need as a mom and an entrepreneur. But the feature behind that is really, again, seeing people doing it, seeing people having success, seeing people, most of them have memberships. And so I really like to highlight that because that's where my passion lies. And just seeing people having these wins and keeping on. And so that is, of course, growing the audience of moms who are also entrepreneurs and have kind of those same core values. And I feel like that really helps. You know, these are moms who don't, and no shade. I mean, if someone wants to be corporate hustle and like people are super passionate about that and you know, what you do, you, whatever works for you, define success for yourself. But some moms like they, like myself, I want to work a little bit in the morning and then have the rest of the day with my kids. And so whatever it is that you want, you can create that with an online business. And I think a membership gives you the most flexibility. And so I really try to highlight that in my podcast, but then also it's just networking, like mm-hmm. meeting new people. And it's so fun making connections. I honestly just love the conversation. So it brings me joy, which is a huge value. And then it builds my business because that is networking. Someone just sent me yesterday, she sent me um, an article, like a you could apply to speak or to write an article on a topic. And so she just sent that to me because she thought of me because we'd done a podcast. So she knew about me and my business. And I've had people, you know, refer others to my podcast. And so it's amazing for networking. It's amazing for sharing your message. It's amazing for helping people to believe that it is possible for them because you are featuring people who are showing them that it is possible. And yeah, all around so far, I love it. Like I said, it's very new, but I I really, really enjoy it. I love that. And yes, I that's one of the things I've really seen a lot with my podcast too, is just that networking piece and getting to know other moms because I, I interview other moms on my podcast as well. And so building those relationships, building that community and everything. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so as we wrap up, I want to know what is your number one mompreneur hack? Oh my gosh, I have so many, but I think really the biggest one is remembering that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Mm, yes. We really have to know what our priorities are and then have boundaries around them that we consistently enforce. Um, and I really think that is the name of the game because people are just like, how do you do it all? Well, you don't, you have to get, you know, the important plates spinning and you have to make sure that they keep spinning and the important plates don't tumble to the ground, but you can't always be going all out on every single priority simultaneously. I absolutely love that hack. Um, I think a lot of us, we need to remember that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So before we get off, please share how my audience can connect with you and learn more about your services. Oh, thank you so much. So I hang out mostly on Instagram at present profitable mom. I have, um, 
Present Profitable Mom podcast, which I just love having those conversations and new fun guests. And so if you know of anyone, I'm always open to ideas. If you're like, this person would be amazing for your podcast, let me know. And then you can check out my website, presentprofitablemom.com. And then I also have a totally free membership success roadmap that's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly backslash membership roadmap. If you'd like to check out like how, you know, the building a, uh, the process, the steps for building your membership. So you can see, see what it looks like. And if that's something you'd be interested in. All right. I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for being a guest on the show and just sharing so much about membership models. And this was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. I just love sharing. And yes, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, Mama, I'll talk to you again soon.